you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, and I am here with GP Walsh, executive contributor to Decide to Transform. And we are coming to you with at least one show here every month, which will release in the middle of the month. Now, GP joined me last month for a couple of dynamic shows about the role of men and the role of masculinity, particularly here in the 21st century in a hyper-masculine culture, a culture full of all kinds of violence and misinformation and suffering. And we had a couple of brilliant shows. So thank you all for tuning in. We looked at how we got here and we also looked at where we go from here in two shows on Decide to Transform. Now, GP is a master spiritual teacher and has studied various techniques of meditation, energy healing, and emotional clearing throughout his life. And he is a wonderful, wonderful person to speak to. I'm looking forward to just delving right into it, GP. Welcome back. Thanks, Tomas. It's it's great. I so look forward to this uh, this little spot we have every month where we get together and do this. And it's so much fun because those of us listening here, those of y'all listening, we haven't really scripted much of anything. This is going to be fairly off the cuff and fairly spontaneous. So I love this. And, and GP, last time we were looking at the question of, of the role of men and masculinity. And those shows are really for everyone because here we are as a society. And we talked about that and where we're going to go from here. And, you know, as you think back to where we left off, do you have any comments that are left over maybe from last time? Well, where are we going? Um, you know, <laughs> you know. Partially, we're we're going on a ride that we can't do much about, right? We're we're gonna have to, and 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 a lot of it has to do with. Well, for me, it's a hundred percent about being present. Um, this is a spiritually demanding time, and you know, just kind of new age philosophies or feel good philosophies they just aren't cutting it anymore. They're just not making it. Um, uh, it. You know, when it's time to show up and you need and you need a you need a meal, you know, somebody hands you a snack. And that's basically what a, a lot of these kind of uh, kind of semi spiritual uh, traditions are. And in, in good times, they're, they're good, they're helpful, right? But do they stand do they stand up against the kind of uh, 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 assault? <laughs> <laughs> that spirituality is under right now. And for the most part, they don't. You know, I, I, I have friends of mine, there's a phrase I heard once called, they're scummies. 
um, socially conscious unless money's involved. And I, I have a couple of friends, you know, lefties, you know, all in, and I, and they're talking about the vaccine and Pfizer and all of that. And I said, well, you know, Pfizer is quite questionable. We're paying, oh, and all this sort of thing. He says, yeah, but I got stock in Pfizer. I'm making a lot of money. And I, I just, my, my jaw dropped. Like, now, where's the integrity in that? Well, there isn't any. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there isn't any. And, you know, this is a, a very smart, very intelligent, very dedicated guy. He's been an activist. Um, and, and to see that kind of thing just really threw me for a loop. The, the, the kind of uh, philosophies that, um, that are kind of nice. <laughs> My teacher calls them the cappuccino awakenings. <laughs> you can't yes. sit around <laughs> sipping, <laughs> mm. right? But the times are demanding us to, to grow up. They're demanding us to really mature and step into a whole different level of power. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very interested in what that means for men because I am one. Um, I, I also speak what it means for women because they're, they're far more powerful than, um, than anyone has realized, but it's a different kind of power. Right, oh yeah. It, it isn't the same at all. It's a much mm -hmm. more broad and, uh, and um, expansive power, whereas men is very direct, you know, deal with it in, while it's in front of you kind of thing. And it, it's going to take both, both of those kinds of approaches, both that kind of a strength. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the, the tribe we have to defend now is the whole planet. Okay. Mm -hmm. we, can't, we, can't, we can't go to nationalities or patriotism or any of that stuff. Einstein referred to nationality, national, nationalism as the measles of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's so to, to throw the boundaries away, there aren't any, right? Um, we're, we're going to have to embrace the entire planet and everyone as brothers and sisters and then have that same kind of protective urge for everyone and the, and the planet um, that we right now that kind of that kind of verve and enthusiasm we're exerting for a political party or my country or something like that all of which is i mean it's out we've outgrown it it's obsolete right it, it, it's obsolete and that we have so many people that refuse to accept that obsolescence so here we are now is this what you mean by this being a spiritually demanding time yeah, because it's very easy to fall into judgment and even hate, mm -hmm. right? You see somebody storming the Capitol or, you know, a, a character like, um, like Trump, which, uh, <laughs> which Chris Hedges refers to as being vomited up by the, <laughs> by, <laughs> by, the, <laughs> by the circus, a buffoonish uh, uh, character. And people just deeply... Uh, involved and, and, and passionate about that kind of stuff. When you stand aloof from it and look at it and you see the utter, the huge mistake that it is, the utter deception of the whole thing, um, you, can become, you can become bitter, you can become angry, you can take another side, right? We're right and you're wrong, um, which is spiritually immature. And that's exactly what we've been doing and we're suffering the consequences of this this back this back and forth um, so to be spiritually mature is how do we find a place that is filled with love and compassion uh, and yet is powerful is not being bowled over is that speaks truth to power 
uh, where where need be. Um, where do you find that right in ourselves? That's the spiritual demand to me, <clears throat> and it's a big one. You know, as Christ put it, um, wiser than serpents and harmless as doves. I mean, how do we find that space in us that is just uh, it, it's it's invincible, and yet it's infinitely gentle. And to me, that's the demand. Right. Yes. And it seems to me that that is, uh, it's wonderful for, uh, for, for people to recognize that, but it's difficult. It's a difficult balance for people to strike. Now, last time we were talking about in the context of men, of course, the shows apply equally to, to women, but in the context of men, so much struggle with that, so much struggle with that balance. So if, if that's the challenge, what's the solution to that? Well, the solution um, I found in my, my personal experience, uh, and I, I've been doing this for a very long time, mm -hmm. is that the the way to find that balance starts with a deep self-acceptance. Uh, self, an acceptance of yourself, acceptance of your foibles, an acceptance of your, your mistakes, uh, a, a, an acceptance of all the things you've done that have been, that have been stupid or cruel, um, and, and, and really being willing to be present with that to a degree where you're, you, you end up accepting human nature, your own human nature, because this is the human condition. And we don't do things because there's no such thing as an evil person. Uh, I mean, any, somebody's evil if they're doing what I don't like. <laughs> that, makes, <laughs> that, makes, that makes them evil. Nobody gets up in the morning and says, boy, I'm really going to mess up people's lives today. Nobody does that. Right? They're doing what they think is of the most benefit within the context of what they know to be good and useful and love. So if me wiping out another country to get their resources is okay for me, right? Because my, my value system is profit above all else. I don't have a guilty conscience about that, right? I'm, I'm not aware. I have cut myself off from the empathy that lets me feel somebody else. And that only happens because we've cut ourselves off from the empathy that allows us to feel our own pain, our own suffering our own traumas that end up surfacing is that um, and so we can look at you know the you know the the board of directors of a company that moves a factory out of Detroit and completely devastates uh, an entire area of, of the country uh, and everybody in it the entire community right yeah. so that they can so that their stock prices will go up and they can reduce their 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 labor costs now we can look at that from a value system that says this is insane uh, this is this benefits nobody but a handful of people, and I can say put a value system on say and say that my my value system is superior to that one because it would not do that. It would not create that kind of havoc or that kind of suffering for 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 people. Now I can see that as a is a is a is an obviously objectively better value system. <laughs> Right? 
but yes. they don't, right? <laughs> they don't see it that way because they're, and so what we have is this, these conflicting stories, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't realize that when we cut ourselves off from ourselves, and it starts very early, and, and unfortunately, not, or fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how I look at it, we, it, it, it happens to every single one of us. It's a, it's a very fundamental thing. It happens early on. You are yourself, innocent, pure, unpretentious kid, right? Just doing what kids do. No judgments, no nothing, just reach for the shiny object, run and chase the ball, whatever you're, whatever you're going to do, right? Completely innocent, completely yourself. Now, what happens when your tribe, parents, or whatever school, start saying, no, you shouldn't do that? You shouldn't think that. You shouldn't feel that. Right mm -hmm. now, this is this is this is like world class trauma. Right, you're totally vulnerable. You're totally helpless. Right, you have to do what they say, and yet you can't not be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So it becomes yeah. it, it becomes dangerous to be yourself. And this is the, the, the soul fragmentation. This is the disconnection from yourself that happens to every one of us. In order to survive, I have to present a version of me to my environment that isn't me, and I have to keep me buried. That is an existential trauma that we all suffer from. It's the original one. And it is out of that that then this personage we create to function within the tribe takes on all the characteristics completely becomes the tribe we become unconscious we just become robotic recreations of what came before and we will stay that way until some kind of consciousness begins to dawn and and it doesn't matter i mean if you're born into an uber rich family you'll have a certain view of life certain expectations about things right. but you took the, take that same kid and raise him in a poor family in pakistan and they will completely conform to that world. And that's how they'll think of themselves. And that's how they'll view their, uh, their expectations. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think we even talked about this for a bit in the, in the last show. Nobody's to blame for this. These, exactly. These cultures just right. happened and they get perpetuated. And, but the thing is, is that deep down inside, there's still the real you <laughs> yes. that wants to get out, right? That, that wants to express itself and come out inside or different weird ways and all and get, and get suppressed in all sorts of ways and come out in men a lot as a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Where all of a sudden they feel <laughs> betrayed by everything. So like, what do I, I don't like anybody I'm with. I don't like, I don't like my life at all. <laughs> right. And, and it's, and it's, it's devastating. Right. Right. But it yes. has, that's its origin. Mm -hmm. That's where it came from. And that's what I mean by, by 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 beginning to listen to yourself and to do that you have to get through layers of conditioning and and fears and tra traumas and layer and, and all sorts of stuff that's put been put into place <clears throat> to keep you conforming and never have access to these things and 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 that's what takes away our empathy it happened to us we get buried we get sent to the basement we don't have any problem doing it to anybody else. We become, we literally become incapable of feeling somebody else's pain. Yes. And that's where evil comes from. What we call evil is, is just such an absence of empathy that we cannot 
actually feel the impact we're having on somebody else. And the moment you do, something breaks open inside of you. The moment something just kind of opens up and go, oh my God, I did that to them. I caused them enormous pain and I can't undo it. <sighs> I remember yes. the times in my life when that happened, when I thought I would get away with something and all of a sudden I saw the consequences of it. And I just wanted to crawl in the hole and die. Mm, oh like, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But yes. that's the heart breaking open. <laughs> right. It's the kind of heartbreak we all need. That's, that, that's not guilt. That's remorse. Remorse is healing. Guilt is a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guilt is imposed to make you obedient. <laughs> yes. Remo yeah. Remorse is a genuine insight. In, into the actual nature of things and it will change you mm -hmm. right it will and uh, you know i can relate to some of those uh, examples in my own life where i thought i would get away with something and clearly it was not meant to happen <laughs> the, the feeling is is not pleasant at the time but yes it does that does lead to healing and breakthroughs and, and one thing that you've mentioned before that i really love and i want to highlight is the fact that this all just sort of happened to us it's no one's fault and and people have such a tendency to want to blame we blame the government for for things we blame the police department for things we blame the weather blame 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 but it's, it's just everything that we inherited from our parents from our society and that they inherited from well the beginning the beginning of yep. time yeah. It, it's simply the way we've evolved, the, the way the human body and nervous system has evolved in relationship to the environment, the changing environments, uh, and, and in relationship to our, our expanding intellect, where our capacity to, for, for cognitive thought and reason and, and the like grew. Well, now, all, now that's a whole world that never existed before, that this nervous system that's kind of in between, you know, just chase, chasing down wildebeests. And 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 now and 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 now we're writing Romeo and Juliet. It's like, I, I mean, this is a kind of a difficult place to try to to to, to navigate. I mean, it's just so extreme that mm -hmm. all, all of a sudden we're in this position, and um, and on top of that, there's also the spiritual dimension of it, the discovery of spirituality, the discovery of our capacity to envision something beyond, to seek truth for truth's yes. sake, right? Not just, yes. not just for the boons, the benefits it brings, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tell, ask somebody if they would still be so devoted to God if, they're, if, if he wasn't going to send you to heaven, if he was just going to leave you here. Oh, yeah. Leave what you kind here. of deal would that be? Right. Yeah, with a poor <laughs> stock portfolio. With well. a poor stock portfolio. Sorry. But, but you know me. That's you know. But for people, it's it's not God. They want heaven. <laughs> they want the they want the bennies, right? Mm. <laughs> so it right. becomes a business transaction. It's not love. It's not. But the, our capacity to actually to actually discern truth, beauty, intelligence is like. This is stunning. This is just, this is, yes. this is worth pondering for a lifetime. Because it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different level. Something has gone beyond the purely instinctual.
Yes. And this is what we're wrestling with because we're in the middle. The vast majority of the world is in the instinctual still. Right. And the instinctual, if you want to use the Kundalini model, it's the three lower chakras. I have a different model, but that it's a it's a useful one for that, which is just um, it, just basic survival, uh, sexuality, pleasure, getting what I need, and mm -hmm. status, ego, sense of self, and and that's our world. We want wealth, we want health, we want progeny, we want status. That's what runs the world, right? Mm -hmm. Sitting right above that, the energy in between that and the and spiritual transcendence is the heart. Something okay. in the heart breaks open opens up to the possibility of something beyond the purely animal or instinctual. And this is the phase we're in. Yes, right there with the heart breaking open. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I love that analogy of, of the, the, the visual of the chakra system is perfect there. It is. Right at the, the root and, and the, the sacral chakra, we're getting our, our cappuccinos and our double-double our, uh, cappuccinos, or, or however people order that. I take mine black, so I don't really know. <laughs> yes, I, I don't know. Yeah, I can't keep track. I don't know how anybody, one of those baristas, you know, I went the double line with the triff, half decaf, half cap, three, three shots, and I said, oh, jeez, buddy. <laughs> Two pops um, with soy, please, <laughs> please, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's so funny because uh, that's where all of these transactions take place, the business transactions, so to speak. And here we are with the heart breaking open right now. And, and it feels to a lot of people like the world is actually breaking apart. So can you speak to that? collective sense of things just ripping and tearing apart the feeling of that well this is this is beautiful because it, it builds on what we we're talking uh talking about before about mm -hmm. about the spirituality that needs uh, needs a little bit it needs some balls <laughs> basically yes right <laughs> because it does feel as, ever, as if everything is falling apart and from the point of view of our regular way of living, our regular way of thinking, all the things that we've just been become very comfortable and complacent about, you're damn right it's breaking apart. <laughs> it has to. <laughs> if, it yes. doesn't, if it doesn't, you don't grow. I mean, let's face it. We, like every other creature, we're lazy. We're, we only do as much as we need to do. Yeah. And, and so if everything's going fine, why in the world would I want to change it? You know, the spiritual path is is not something that you choose. <laughs> I'm still trying to, you know, I've, I'm still trying to put on my, you know, my three day crucifixion weekend and I can't just can't get anybody to sign up. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 nobody. It's not it's not, you know, rainbows and, and dolphins and unicorns. Right. Uh, yeah. It's I, stuff. I'm laughing uh, because it, it is. It, it's it's hearty stuff, and people aren't signing up for it. I mean, even if you entice them with a free cappuccino, they're still not signing <laughs> up for it. Yes, even if you've got uh, you know the the free giveaway. Um, <laughs> yeah, sign up now for ten percent off. Um, it's still not enough, right? And 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 we really do have to be driven to the point where the suffering we're experiencing now, right? is great enough that we're willing to endure the discomfort of actual real transformation. 
-hmm. And that, of course, keeping a theme here, is when you decide to transform. You do indeed. <laughs> and only <laughs> then, in fact. Only then. <laughs> only yes. then. Right. And all of everything leading up to that, of course, can serve a purpose, but um, it's, it's only then, right, in that moment. And, and what it's does that then. look like for people then? That's all over the map. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, everybody's life is going to be different. That's the wonder of it. Mm -hmm. It's the same story, um, but the characters make, are, are all different. You know, and myth mythologically speaking, it's the hero's journey. Right. And that 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 story is is so much the human condition it's exactly what we're talking about right now that as joseph campbell discovered it, the, the hero's journey is a myth that appears in every single culture that has ever existed right <laughs> but yeah exactly bar none uh, yeah. bar yeah. none mm -hmm. and, and what is it the hero starts out innocent good everything's wonderful something crashes their life completely falls apart and they go through a series of ordeals Eventually, at some point, a, um, a uh, mentor shows up. Um, they, they, they get new powers, new insights, and maybe, you know, mythologically, some new kind of wep weapons or something. You know, like Luke Walker, Skywalker getting his lightsaber, right? It represented this, this transformation. And then, right. and then the hero goes back to the community to bestow on the community the, the, the bounty of the of the wisdom that has been acquired on the journey. And so there's this beautiful falling away ordeal and, and re-immersion. Um, and this is the theme. This is what everybody's experienced. Nobody chooses the hero's journey, <laughs> right? Yeah. Nobody says, oh yeah, take my perfect life away, please. Right. I'll sign up, I'll sign up for that. But it is everybody's, it is everybody's destiny sooner or later. Mm -hmm. and, and once it happens, if you are aware of that, um, if, you're, if you are aware that this is actually what's happening, something inside you can surrender to it. But if you keep thinking, no, these are all wrong, we got to fix it. We're going to have new politicians or a new economic system. or something. If we keep doing that, um, we're, mi we're missing the calling, right? We're, we're right. basically still trying to build our house of cards and keep, for, keep wondering why it keeps falling down. It's going to keep falling down. It's <laughs> supposed to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and, and that's the source of so much suffering, isn't it? The fact that it's supposed to fall down, it's designed to fall down. We need it to fall down, but we don't want it to fall down. But we don't want it to <laughs> fall down. <laughs> we'll do anything. Anything. We'll cry. Yeah. We'll, yeah. yeah. We'll, we even, we'll even elect buffoons to, to public office. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll prop it up however we can. And, you know, I love that you mentioned that this is everyone's destiny. Literally, this is Literally. everyone's destiny to take the hero's journey to experience this kind of growth. Now, with all of us collectively as a world, as a society, reaching that heart chakra point of beginning to break open. Now, in, in your experience, does this mean that there are more people choosing the hero's journey? Well, it's not, they don't really choose it, but they're accepting it and, and embarking on it, maybe in spite of themselves. Are there more people doing that now? Yeah, in, in spite of themselves, uh, they don't realize it yet, right? Mm -hmm. Some have, right? Some, 
some like yourself have realized, okay, this is it. It's, it's a breakdown. It's a total breakdown. And uh, I don't want it to happen. Um, Father, if it po be possible, let this cup pass from me, but <laughs> not my will, <laughs> but thine be done. There's a, a surrender there. But sure. for most, it, it, it starts out as a journey of personal development. I'm going to grow, right? They're embracing the growth of it, but they still think that there, that something, that, that something awaits them, some kind of beautiful material utopia awaits for them where they're going to understand the law of attraction and how they're going to have the life of their dreams. Mm. They don't question that maybe the life of their dreams is the very thing that's killing them. <laughs> right. Right. That, that isn't your destiny. Right. And yes. for the, you know, it was, I think it was Plato who said an unexamined life is not worth no, living. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's what we're, that's what we're kind of doing. We're, we're, we're trying to gain this power to manifest everything we want and never questioning the wants themselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yes. the movie, The Secret, 14 years ago, right? 2006, it came out. I, I probably about three years ago, I watched it again. And I was just really struck by the fact that from beginning to end, the, the thing was all about what you want, you, what I can get, what well, I, can, I get. can get. Not yeah. one mention of manifesting, how about universal health care? How about ending, ending uh, poverty? How about making sure everybody's fed and taken care of? Not one word about that. <laughs> right? right. It, it's all having the life of my dreams. And yes. of course, that's how it was sold for uh, uh, all those years. And it's not a dismissal. Yes, they're, they're definitely, there's something to it. Mm -hmm. but, but, it, but if all you're going to do is give a metaphysical power to a madman, <laughs> you're, you're just going to make a mess or, 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 or somebody who's completely selfish or narcissistic. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe uh, every, every, someone that's all of that combined. Yeah, and all of that. <laughs> For example, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I remember, I, I watched that movie again recently and you're absolutely right. It's about me, 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 now that I can get anything I want. Yes. Uh, the relationship of my dreams in that case, right? I mean, I, there are so many people that want the Mercedes. So, uh, well, they're, and clearly they're ultimately out of luck on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're out of luck on, on that. And if if the truth of the matter is, if they actually got it, if the universe really gave that to them, it would be the worst thing in the world that could possibly happen to them. It would make their ego stronger. It would make their attachment to things stronger. Uh, it, it would make their their sense of benefiting me stronger their sense of superiority, that I can do this and you can't, stronger, all of the qualities that we should be abandoning <laughs> get amplified. If the universe was to start handing you everything you wanted, unless there's one way in which it should be done, that the universe did give you everything you wanted. So you're completely drowning in this stuff, right? <laughs> Every little thought you had, oh, here it is, right? To actually see what you're, you're doing, right? Stephen Wright put, Wright put it, you can't have it all. Where would you put it? <laughs> no, that's a good question. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, if we were in, you know, they say, be careful what you ask for, you just might get it. And we don't know what we're asking for. 
-hmm. we're standing in this place of 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 feeling of feeling lack and need and we try to we try to imagine something external that would that would meet that need and make me feel whole right yeah and therein lies the fundamental illusion nothing external can fill up that hole only you can and and the the a life spent in the pursuit of those things is an unexamined life and that's a life not worth living it's a waste it's a waste of air and guess what you're going to get to do it again <laughs> this one's over reboot <laughs> yes. recycle all right let's try this again <laughs> all right yeah different country this time different economic bracket for you this time yeah all right yeah. take yeah. five thousand three hundred twenty five Click. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes yes at it again yeah, you'll are get you? it yeah. you'll get it any millennia now <laughs> <laughs> right uh, yes and and it's just so interesting that uh, that we've uh, we've arrived because clearly we have arrived at a tipping point and as you put it it's a very spiritually demanding time yes because there's so many people that are, are collectively arriving at this point right now it seems like more than any time well that that i can remember yeah more than any time that i i can remember more than any time that i've ever learned about in history yeah it never before has has it been the entire world and it's the entire world entire because world. we're all so interconnected mm -hmm. um and because of international travel and stuff you know covid wasn't localized it was on the next plane out of out of Wuhan, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and what, what you know, you, you can't. There's no way you can really stop that kind of stuff. You can't predict it. I mean, there's things you can do, but you know, look, you know, God sitting up there going, "Okay, COVID. All right, you got a vaccine. How about locust? Boom, right? <laughs> there's no end. There's no end to this, right? Because we keep trying to build our tower of Babel." And it keeps getting knocked down. And, oh, no, I got to build it stronger. I'm going to sink the foundation deeper. And it keeps getting knocked down. Mm -hmm. And this is the reality that this, this is what it's forcing us to look inside. Yes. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I'm a petulant little kid too, right? <laughs> so do I. I don't want to <laughs> eat my spinach. Right? Oh, you don't? Oh, right. I do now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I do now. I love it now. But uh, right. at the time, uh, yeah, potatoes, yeah. butter. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Chicken but, tenders with ketchup. Chicken <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I just wanted that and candy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I keep hoping God is going to do or the genie of the universe or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> it's just going to be doling out everything I, everything I want. And all the, what would that all would that do? All that would do is make you a spoiled kid, right? You'd be a brat. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe a, a brat with a mansion, but you'd be a brat. Yes, <laughs> a brat with a mansion and a and a Mercedes, and I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe a ten thousand dollars suit, but basically a brat in need of the next gummy bear. <laughs> the next gummy bear, yeah. Uh, the ne the next thing. The next, I need the next thing. I need the next thing. I need the next thing. Right. And and that really is how that works. 
and that's been shown that's been demonstrated yes psycho psychologically that 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 is never satisfied and i mean buddha buddhists and advaitists have been talking about that for literally millennia mm -hmm. right that 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 thread of dissatisfaction uh, that hungry ghost cannot be quenched there's nothing that can quench it Right. Yes. And I think that for, for listeners who may not be familiar with the term hungry ghost, that, that it's right. perfect, what you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Would you say some more about what that is? Yeah, It's a Buddhist uh, metaphor, right? It's, it's an image. It's like a mythological figure, right? Right. And they are, um, there are these kind of ghostly beings. Mm -hmm. They have enormous heads and mouths. They have enormous bellies, right? You know, a huge appetite, but their necks are thinner than a human hair. Yeah. So they can't actually swallow anything they consume. And so they're forever in this place of yearning, of wanting, of desiring, and they can never be satisfied. And they just kind of float from place to place. No, no anchor, nothing, nothing solid. And it's such a perfect, perfect image for that insatiable character inside of all of us which is our modern name for it is the ego mm -hmm. ego is an insatiable energy within you right yeah and i think insatiable is is exactly right it's desire it's always wanting the next object so here we are collectively at this space where there are enough of us that realize something's wrong. So yeah. would you would you share with with the listeners what has worked for you to move beyond this space in your own experience? Well, I should point out that it's been a it, it, it was not an easy trek, you know. Yeah. We live we live in a very materialistic culture. I grew mm -hmm. up at a very materialistic time. I grew up at the, in the United States at the time in the fifties and into the sixties, when it was just assumed that you know God God has shed His grace on thee, that this is the way it was always going to be, the way it should be. It was going to be everything was wonderful. The next generation would always have better than the previous generation. Um, and then in the 60s, I was a, I was a hippie uh, protesting the Vietnam War. Uh, uh, then, then, came the, um, then came the oil crisis when the, when the Arab countries um, realized, hey, this is our oil. Screw you. They've been, we've been stealing it from, you know, for decades. Um, and I said, you know what, we're going to take control over that now. And they formed OPEC and they had us up against the wall. Um, and, and the whole, oops, sorry. And the whole, and the whole thing just started to fall apart. Right. Um, and I, and then I, and then I watched, I watched as the people who are, who are living, um, working for corporations and the like, expecting that it was a lifetime job or getting laid off. Right. Sure. And and I just watched this entire world change in in front of my eyes, and so, uh, so because of the tumult of the '60s and my own experience, my own personal experiences, that I that idea of it, of an expectation of a material utopia um, 
didn't have the same kind of depth. And I, would, I got hungry for spirituality. And at first I was kind of the spirituality, the, you know, the more new thought metaphysical kind of thing where you could, you could manifest your, your, your desires. There was a little bit more morality in it. So it wasn't all just unbridled consumption that you know, there, was, there was some humani humanity in it, but it was still the same, the same kind of thing. But little by little, I, I began to discover uh, the deeper spiritual truths, primarily in Advaita Vedanta and in Zen, okay. Zen Buddhism. Yeah. And, and these deeper meanings where I learned the actual meaning of suffering was that sense of, of, of and, and, and the way Buddha used the term suffering, uh, that term dukkha, he was not referring to the kind of extreme misery we might associate it with. Right. He was talking about an underlying discontent that ran through every single human being. And, and that that content, discontent, was the suffering, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas extreme suffering was just, was just kind of a crescendo on that. But this was there the, the entire time. And it, and it manifests itself as this perpetual seeking, this perpetual, perpetual dissatisfaction. And so I, I just kind of followed along in, the, in, in Advaita and in Buddhism questioning uh, first questioning the nature of the desires themselves. Where did they come from? Coming to see if I got this desire quenched, would I actually be satisfied? And I could see in my own life that that had never happened. There was a momentary relief followed by the arising in the next desire. Right. Right. As they refer to in Hinduism as Shiva's wheel. Right. It's just, it's just this endless cycle over and over again. I said, okay, so obviously the satisfying of desire is not the answer. That just puts you in perpetual motion, yeah. which, by the way, uh, unfortunately, is what Abraham Hicks teaches, that that's what life is about. Just, you're, you know, the desire comes up, you know, you, you, you know, you shift your vibration, you get it fulfilled, and then the next one comes up. That's their version of life is just this endless cycle, right? To me, mm -hmm. that's hell. <laughs> I, I regard yeah. that as hell. And, and what is what is the hell fires but the burning of a, of a desire that can't be quenched yeah right? so where's the quenching come from where's the end of suffering and in buddhism he he said it perfectly the four noble truths of suffering there is suffering which everyone can say yep <laughs> check <laughs> that's a fact yes right? he said then he said there's a cause of suffering there's an end to suffering and there's a means to that end. Yeah. And the cause of suffering <clears throat> was, has been pop popularly interpreted in Buddhism as desire. And of course, yes, desire is, if I'm not desiring, I'm right. I'm, I'm perfectly content, right? It is. However, life is desire take desire away from life and life, you know, we're, we, it all be done. You and I are here because our parents had a desire for each other and, you know, and, and had a desire to feed us. Right. <laughs> Happily. Yes. <laughs> right. So if you look, desire is the motivation of life itself. So here's this situation where we have desire. We have to transcend desire and yet you can't transcend desire. This is the, this is the, uh, the Buddhist catch 22. Right. So that's a misunderstanding of it. It was not to get rid of the desiring 
but the one who is desiring. Yeah. Not the suffering, but to, but to be free of the sufferer. Yes. It was our identification with it that, that made us dependent on it. And so we, we formed a, an image of ourselves, a self-image of someone lacking, needing something. We then take this identity on as ourselves. We act it out. We walk through the entire thing, never questioning whether or not, is that really me? That, and I discovered that that me that is so hungry, the hungry ghost, so desirous, was the me that got created from that original trauma where I could not be myself. And what I was really feeling was not a desire for a thing, but a desire to be myself, to be free of this one that I had, that I had, the character I had taken on in order to survive, gotten lost in the character, forgotten who I really was. And yet that, that craving inside was simply the real me saying, come home. Right. And that's what turned it around. <clears throat> Yeah. And, and when you finally had that experience, how old were you? Where were you? What was that like? Well, it developed over time. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it was probably 15 years ago when it hit me so fully that, okay. that um, it, it just, it just, it just, it just immediately penetrated absolutely everything I did and said, just that the, the, that the wisdom of the flow. Um, the first time it happened, it was when I was 19. And that's when I was shown clearly, completely, I mean, I was just a drugged out hippie rock and roll drummer. I was not interested in spirituality okay. at, at, in the slightest. Um, and it was just kind of because I was just at such dire straits, you know, I was just, I was just completely lost in the sauce. Uh, that it was almost like an intervention, something breaking my heart open. And what it showed me was the original pure me that hadn't been touched and this whole this whole slew of conditioning and that and that these weren't touching that the real me was still there now it took me decades to to really understand and separate out all of the conditioning for me i didn't i hadn't even heard the word conditioning at that point mm, oh, this okay. is 1971 right oh of course the miracles hadn't been written no. <laughs> right. Um, this, this is like, there was no self-help, right? <laughs> I mean, that term didn't, that term didn't exist. You know, there was a psychology shelf in the bookstore, mm, right? Mm. And that was the extent of anything that had to do with that. It would, it would be another 10 years before that's that whole thing began before anybody had heard of Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, or that, or that crap. Um, so it really developed over a long time as I began to understand more and I looked in psychology and I looked at all sorts of different things, metaphysics and new thought churches. And I'm sure I would have read A Course in Miracles cover to cover it had it been around. Um, I sure. read other, other things. Um, uh, but little by little, the whole picture started to become clear uh, until finally in, uh, in, 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 uh, in, in a, basically a Zen retreat, um, the, the entire structure just collapsed. I said, the whole thing was a fraud. The whole thing was a phony. That's not who I am. And it's not like it's, I'm not a Buddha, 
right? It's not like it's, uh, you know, it, it doesn't come back and trick me. I, I have to be vigilant about it. Um, yeah. um, but that sense, that sense back in 1971 of that original innocence, that never left me. And then about 15, 16 years ago, yeah, probably about, about that, it just kind of broke up, broke off. I had been, I, even, even though I'd had these experiences, I was kind of, I was still looking for a truth, right? That, that like there was like this true position, this one position that would make all the other positions clear. Um, the truth, right? <laughs> the yes. truth of truth, you know, mm. all capital letters in the sky, you know, angels and stuff. Mm -hmm. it, it was in that moment that I realized there was no such thing that, that I myself was the truth, that I was nobody yeah. in particular, mm -hmm. and I completely let go of holding on to a position. And at that point, I just ceased to be me, and I became this flow. And, and that's what it means to like step out of your identity. You know, right. I was no longer GP. He, I, GP's still here. I function through GP, but I am not him. Yeah. I, am this, I am this indescribable consciousness that permeates it. It's not localized. It isn't in any given place. Um, it, it appears localized. It appears to be moving through this body. But the very same, that very same conscious energy is, is who I'm talking to. <laughs> exactly. Right. And it's who's listening to us wherever they may be. Yes, it's the same consciousness. Uh, yeah. And then you let go of all of our identifications, all of the, the people you thought you were. And the most beautiful thing happens as a result. You, you're always showing up in every circumstance with total innocence and openness. You don't show up as somebody. You're not showing up with an agenda. You're fully present. Mm -hmm. And in that full presence, not being anybody in particular, all the infinite resources available to you are there to be fully present and, and deal with whatever happens in the moment. Yeah, right. Whatever that may be. Whatever yes. it might be. And, 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 and it's so much fun that you don't really care. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you speak to that, to the fun component of this? Because I think this is something that uh, people think that um, spirituality, either they think it's rainbows, unicorns, and a nice toasty cappuccino with a couple of pumps of whatever syrup you like, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> whatever, whatever that is. Either they think it's that or they think it's extraordinary suffering. So would you say some more about the, the playfulness and the laughter? Well, the, you know, the, the end of suffering, right? What's the end of suffering? Man, a life becomes a celebration, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Everything becomes incredibly beautiful. Everything becomes, is just bathed in this, in this light. You, you know, I mean, the face of a child, a puppy dog, a flower, um, it becomes extraordinary, you know, a, a plastic bag blowing in the wind, it becomes a thing of beauty. Uh, life, you, you cease having an argument with life because there's no person there to say it should be different. And so as a result, every moment is, 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 is an absolute joy. They call it bliss, they call it ananda. But it's not the kind of, oh, it's not the kind of bliss that people think of, which is just, which is an extreme happiness which is experienced as well, but it is a complete embrace of life as it is. And so it 
it is fun. Every day is fun. Every moment is fun. Even the moments of deep grief and deep loss, which are going to touch your life and inevitably must, there will be a peace about it. There'll be an appreciation of life because the level of grief I feel about a loss is absolutely identical and reciprocal to the amount of love I felt for that which had been lost. So I, can't, I, can't, I have to have both. I, I, this is the nature, because everything is impermanent. Everything does come and go. Right? But if I truly am, totally embrace it and it's coming, I have to embrace it and it's going. And that will leave me with grief. It'll leave me with that. That's that. But at the same time, that'll leave me with the juice of life. I'm alive. This is what life, human life is. I'm alive, really alive. Yeah. And there's a beautiful quote from Joseph Campbell. He said that people say they're looking for the, a meaning or purpose in life. He says, I don't think they're looking for meaning in life. I think what people are looking for is the experience of being alive. Mm -hmm. Yes. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did it again, it. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, well put, right? The experience of being alive. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love that. Well, GP, this has been amazing. And thank you so much for sharing all of your journey here with us. And we'll do a special encore presentation here this month as well. So you'll be back for another show. And Yay! Absolutely. Oh yeah. All the listeners, please don't fear. We're coming back. We got the goods. We got the goods. We got your gummy bears. We got your cappuccino lattes. We're... Um, Cappuccino and latte are different. I guess that shows you what I know. Very little. Yeah, yeah cappuccinos, oh, there's macchiatos. <laughs> I mean, there's a million of them now, yeah. But yeah. We'll, we'll be back with all of that. So grab your favorite <laughs> coffee drinks and be sure to tune in to part two. GP, any last, uh, last thoughts here before we wrap this segment up today? You know, I just like reminding people if there's just even an inkling in this direction of, of a yearning for a, a, a spirituality that's that that is that is uh, that is that is tough right not fine china you put on the shelf and just take off and don't let the kids have right um you know the everyday stuff right that gets knocked off the table and broken that's a spirituality that's gritty that's earthy that's real if there's anything in, in there that resonates for you you've been you've been called and and chosen it, it's it is a blessing it is a blessing. And uh, just one little extra warning that because you have been, there's no turning back. So don't try. <laughs> yes, I can attest to that. You're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> You're screwed. You're in, buddy. It's like yeah. the mafia. No, there's no way out. Sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. If you try to get out, they're going to have a meeting in the desert. And um, yeah, and you're supposed to come unarmed to that meeting. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love this. Yeah. Gritty, earthy, and real. And and GP, if people want to find out more about you, where can they reach you? GPWalsh.com. It's all there now, thanks to uh, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of work and we the the new site. It's 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 all functioning now. And yes, I can attest to this. It's a it's a wonderful new site. Very really nice, and it is indeed all there. So, GP, thank you so much for joining me here. This has been a pleasure, and I look forward to talking with you again very soon. Here, as this has thank been so much. You're most welcome. This has been Decide to Transform with my very special guest, GP Walsh. Thank you for tuning in. 
Have a great rest of your day.